Welcome back to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, a show where we discuss all of Prince's songs, even ones that aren't even sung by him. This episode is dedicated to talking about I Wonder You, the third track from Prince's Parade album, which served also as the soundtrack to the film Under the Cherry Moon. Joining me again to talk about the song's lyrics is Farouk Ansari. Welcome back to the show, Farouk. Thank you very much, Jason. Really glad to be back. And certainly looking forward to um, going through one of probably the, the smaller items in Prince's canon, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The song I Wonder You is really just, it's almost like a segue in the overall Parade album. It links uh, New Position and Under the Cherry Moon, two very different sounding songs. One's a very upbeat, uh, sexually charged funk song and the others uh, more of a ballad uh, with you know a slower tempo and has lyrics that you know are a little more melancholy and heartbroken and then we have i wonder you which is the song we're talking about and it's uh, a minute and 40 in length so it's very short the lyrics are very uh, minimal and obviously i think we can't talk about this song without talking about the fact that this is not even sung by Prince. Um, the yeah. song is completely sung by Wendy Melvoin of the revolution, uh, the, you know, the guitarist for the revolution, which instantly makes this song interesting in Prince's overall discography. And especially in 1986, because this is the first time that's happened on an officially released Prince song where his vocals either were non-existent or were so buried um, that essentially they don't, they're not um, audible. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as you're concerned, Farouk, is that kind of like the most interesting thing about this song for you? I, I think it's the most, yeah, I think it's the most obvious interesting thing about the song. Um, it is, I believe, um, like you like you said, it's the first revolution track that didn't have Prince on lead vocals and i think even above that it's it's the first official prince track on an album not to have prince on lead vocals as well mm-hmm. yeah i mean those those um the the original version i believe had prince and wendy on vocals and then prince decided to lose his yes yeah that's correct it, it's one of those songs like most and many prince songs where there's alternate versions that were created one with Prince and Wendy singing together, one with Prince's vocals pushed more up in the mix, one with, and of course the version we got, Prince's vocals were moved entirely, one with orchestration, heavy orchestration, one with just, you know, minimal flute orchestration. Uh, so yeah, the, the song went through a few different iterations before it lined out with the, the version we got on Parade, which is a kind of a, I don't know, for me it's more of a mood in a vibe yeah. than it is like a full fledged song. It's a, it's a great, that. yeah, it's a great um, segue as I, the word I used before it, it gives off a uh, kind of a chill vibe and people don't necessarily think of this song on its own without thinking of what came before and what comes after. Definitely. Uh, I think until I'd started, you know, searching out the alternate versions, I'd never heard this song on its own. I'd only seen it, heard it, in the context of that intro to parade yeah i think that's probably very similar to a lot of people i know the song was expanded upon a bit in some of the parade era um tour uh, tour dates that prince and the revolution went on 
I've, you know, there's versions out there on the internet of this song extending into the five minute mark. But, you know, I mean, the reason why is because it's a live version that Prince had his, he had his horn section of Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss, and they could add some more horns to the song, uh, add some, not necessarily more lyrics, but just keep going with the lyrics that were there. Most of it is, is instrumental filler or instrumental, um, embellishments to extend the song's uh, mood and vibe from a, in a live setting but yeah. it doesn't um it doesn't transform the song drastically it just kind of extends it a bit to you know to fit kind of a, a jam session vibe that was he was giving off with this you know the live version during the parade era so we really don't have a lot to talk about in terms of the lyrics when we get to it the flute is one of the most uh, memorable aspects of this song for me personally. Uh, what do you feel about? I mean, we don't really talk about much about the music when we do these episodes because it's really a lyrics podcast. But I mean, what what do you think about the the musical aspects of it? I think it's really interesting, and um, like you said, the initial interesting point about who the lead vocalist is that's that's the first thing, and we've kind of touched upon that. I think the the other interesting thing about this song, and in terms of the different versions that we've talked about so far, is the um, is you know it's Claire Fisher and his orchestration, and that that in terms of the different versions, it ranges from that big maximalist thing to, like you said, you know, lowering Prince's vocals, raising the flute a little bit, and um, uh, in terms of that progression, following on from around the world in the day, I think that whole flute and slightly psychedelic vibe is quite kind of quasi Beatles esque, and that that does. Again, using that word Sieg nicely from some of the stuff that was happening in around the world in the day in 1985. Yeah, I mean, one of the first sounds you hear when you play this song is uh, the sound of a, what I pick up as like a crowd that is laughing. So laughing at yeah. what? I don't know, but it's a crowd laughing, cheering on whatever it is that they're, you know, um, seeing or hearing. So that is just it seemingly comes out of nowhere because there really isn't any context behind it there isn't like a setup that no, results in this, it, it, this it's crowd. very um it's very kind of sergeant peppers having that yes. that sort of esoteric background noise for no yep. reason at all and um, i believe that prince in that final mix mix asked when when he sent the mix back to Claire Fisher, because I believe that's how they used to work, to send stuff back back and forth and never actually meet each other in the flesh. Um, but one one of his last requests was actually to turn that crowd noise up. Okay, that's interesting. Um, it's definitely louder in the mix. I mean, it it comes yeah. in and you can't miss it. It's it's right there at the beginning of the song. It's intended to be heard and it's intended to be noticed and acknowledged. And with the rest of this, the music of the song, it, it's it's pretty stripped down. Uh, you've got a synth line. You've got, uh, of course, the drum track that, in essence, links all of the, the first four songs of Parade together. And then you have what sounds to me like finger snaps. I don't know if it really is or if it's some sort of setting on, on Prince's, Prince's synthesizer, but it sounds like synth, um, snaps, finger snaps. It does. It does. Yeah. And then you've got the flute, and then about halfway through the song, you you kind of you finally get some guitar, and it's just kind of like a rhythm guitar sound, and it's not like it's not a it's not a a big bombastic guitar, it's just serving 
serving the music, um, serving the vibe of the song. And it's, it's kind of funky, um, when it yeah. gets going and towards the end, it even gets funkier as the song starts to drop out. So all of those things, like introducing new aspects and new sounds as the song progresses, even though it's a short song, it keeps, it keeps a listener on their toes because you're waiting for the next kind of musical, uh, injection, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. You're right. What he's going to add next. Yeah, even though it's only what one minute thirty nine, one minute forty seconds. Yeah. Um, there, there is some kind of quite clear and obvious progression in that limited period of time, and yeah, I totally agree. I think it's one of the things that that even a, a minute or two minute song can sound very long if you're just repeating the same thing. But actually, there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and I, one of the interesting things about I Wonder You and and New Position actually, and Under the Cherry Moon, and and Christopher Tracy's Parade, in fact, that whole four song opening segment of the album is the percussion. I think that sounds really interesting um, in each of those different songs. Um, and that that was when I first listened to Parade, one of the first things I noticed when I played these songs was just that the percussion sounded so different compared to compared to anything he'd done in the past. Yeah, it doesn't have that. uh Lynn LM1 drum machine yeah. sound that Prince had been known for up to that point. The Minneapolis sound was evolving basically, and it just it sounded so different from his stuff. It sounded so different from the stuff that he was producing for other artists at the time. Fam, I mean, I guess with the family came the closest because that also had a lot of orchestration in it from right. you know Claire Fisher's involvement. That's really where it all, that was the genesis of it all, was the family project. But, you know, Sheila's stuff and the stuff he was doing for The Time and Apollonia, it, it, it this was different. This just had a different yeah. tone to it. It just, it's like, okay, Prince is on something new here. And that's, that's really cool. And it really serves, I think, the movie Under the Cherry Moon. So I, I'm always a little... If you use which came first, did Prince produce this music and make this music knowing that he was going to make a period piece in French Riviera? Or did he make this music with something else in mind? And then when the movie idea came, it's like, all right, I can turn I could I can take this music and it will fit, um, you know, the the setting of my movie and kind of the the tone I'm going for with that project. It's not supposed to necessarily sound like the most modern thing, but at the yeah. same time, I'm going to inject some modern, um, modern musical, uh, aspects into this music while also kind of tying it back to more of a, uh, retro sound. Uh, and I, I kind of like that. And that's really what under the cherry moon is. Nobody really knows when that movie's supposed to take place. Cause it's got it's modern, true. it's got modern stuff in it and it's got really, um, you know, retro and historical, like yeah, the cars I, I mean, that they're driving absolutely. are all older. And the packaging is is kind of it's got this Art Deco vibe to it. Yes, so exactly. You, so you, you think you're in a sort of and the video for Girls and Boys, for example. You know, when they're in the is it the casino, uh, mm-hmm. and the, they've got the Black the Revolution playing live. But again, it just feels like it's a throwback to another era. But at the same time, they're playing sort of cutting edge funk and that's one of this one of the many strange things about under the cherry moon as a film i think <laughs> yeah it just it kind of takes place in in some alternate reality where you know the time is is not a real thing time is 
time is just a figment of our imaginations and anything right, and yeah. everything is possible. I think it just takes place in Prince's mind. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I would say that definitely. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention just before anybody who listens to this episode is screaming at their at their uh, their phones. Yes, I know that Des Dickerson and Lisa Coleman and Jill Jones sang lead co-lead on 1999. So the di- the difference is also Prince did as well. Prince also had yeah. vocals on 1999. He shared his vocals. The difference is this song is just Wendy. And I've listened to the vo- version that does include his vocals with Wendy's and his his vocals are very distinct. Yeah, it sounds it sounds radically different. It, yes. I mean, you can definitely tell that Prince is Prince is there, and and actually his vocal is is kind of op- overpowers Wendy's definitely. It does. It does absolutely. That's why he took it out because he really liked. He didn't. He, I don't know why he took it out. Obviously, I'm never going to know this for sure. But I think her vocals really work well. It's they're kind of you know sexy and sultry, and not that Prince can't do sexy and sultry because he obviously can when he wants to. He's done that a couple of times. <laughs> right, he's done that a couple <laughs> times. Uh, but I don't know. I guess with this song, there's a lot of a lot of his his female. Uh, collaborators and female members of the revolution obviously wendy and lisa are the two female members of the revolution their their input their vocal their vocalizations that was one of the things i really enjoyed about him having wendy and lisa in the band or really any any woman that's in any of his bands whether it's rosie or you know any of his collaborators from the 2000s like um bria valente or you know uh, shelby J. but uh I like I like the mixture of male and female vocals as a rule and a lot of I have a lot of bands that I enjoy I mean I really like Fleetwood Mac and I've always really enjoyed the great songs yeah. when they have like Stevie and Christine and Lindsay's vocals all kind of coming in and out together and weaving in and out it's um it's enjoyable to me and when it works it really works well and I really, no, I, I like... agree. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean, I think one of the most, I mean, all, all these Prince eras are different, aren't they? But one of the interesting things about the revolution era is how rich it is musically and how diverse it becomes musically as well, because you would not have expected after Purple Rain, you'd not have expected Around the World in Day. And after Around the World in Day, you wouldn't know what to expect, but you wouldn't have expected Parade. And then you had Sign of the Times as well. And I think there's just so many different influences. I think the co-vocals, like you said, Jason, are a really important part of that. But also the, the, the kind of diversity of musical influences that I think Wendy and Lisa bought, along with the classical influences that they partly bought, but also that Claire, Claire Fisher, who keeps popping up in this conversation, brought along as well. And it was um, it's just a really rich time, uh, obviously, opinion is divided about the greatest prince era but this is for me this is definitely up there Mm -hmm. it's this it's different enough that you're not feeling like you're getting a retread of 
past glory. And he never, at least in the 80s, and really you could argue ever in his career, kind of does anything similar to this. Um, I think that's true. Yeah. I really can't think of anything where I can say that sounds like he's trying to recreate parade era music. I'm not sure that is. And a lot of that has to do with the breakup of the revolution because then he moved on to a completely different sound and style using, you know, new influences and new collaborators. And so having this been the last revolution album uh, kind of lends itself to it being pretty much a one-off in terms of its, its uh, style and certainly the um, collaborations that went on and to, to create and make this record. I think so. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. I think a lot of people have have used the term oddity to describe parade, and it, there is something like really charming and eccentric about it, in terms of it being quite whimsical. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, and at the same time, concerning massive hits as well. But like you said, there there, there isn't another either certainly not before or, or after where I think Prince did anything that you 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 could kind of look point to parade and say ah yes this is this is harking back to that era it was it was that moment in time like you say just before the revolution was was disbanded and then he went he went all son of the times on us mm-hmm. how do you say i wonder you i wonder you I, how do you say So I'm going to read the lyrics. I'm going to read all of the lyrics because there, there, is, there is no verse, chorus, <laughs> we, I verse. Think, I think we've got time, haven't we? <laughs> There's no verse, chorus, verse, yeah. bridge, structure yeah. here. It's just words that Wendy is singing. And the words are, I, how you say, I wonder you, I wonder you. I, how you say, I wonder you, I wonder you. dream of you for all time for all time though you are far i wonder you you're on my mind i how you say i wonder you i wonder you i how you say i wonder you i wonder you that's the entirety of the lyrics to the song and there's some once she starts singing they there's no breaks really uh in the lyrical delivery it's just kind of i'm I'm gonna start and i'm gonna sing them she sings them pretty deliberately with um you know plenty of pauses and obviously a lot of repeats as you could tell from me reciting the lyrics lines are repeated i wonder you is repeated a number of times and certain lines um uh, obviously i how you say is repeated a lot too but the line for all time for all time is repeated and it's really just it it's not repeat i don't think it's necessarily repeated because uh for any other reason than it's a it's a 
nice line to say and it sounds good and it fits mm. the music <laughs> so uh so it's for farouk for you for these lyrics do they do they have any meaning for you or are you kind of with me where they just are there i i think i i'm with you jason in the sense that i think it is about mood and it's creating a mood whether it's in the context of when it's featured in the film under the cherry moon or or, or within the context of the album, like you said, going from that kind of very sharp funk of new position, and and then you end up in that 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 kind of romantic, tragic ballad. You know, this is a nice bridge, I think, in terms of mm-hmm. that. So, with the questions, how you say? So, are you getting the same thing I get with that, and where it's kind of like a really truncated version of saying, "How do you say?" Yeah, that's how I've always interpreted it. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. That that that's how I interpreted it as well. Yeah. So it's more like saying, like, if you were to say these lines uh, in a different way, you might say, mm, "How do you say I wonder you?" And and I wonder, and I wonder why, like, if I'm trying to understand, you know, the thought behind writing these lines down, is it is it because there's a there's a communication gap between the singer and the subject? Possibly. I mean, one of the things I, I uh, one of the possible interpretations I had a long time ago after watching Under the Cherry Moon was, was this the female voice? Was that someone in, who's French in, in, in Nice where Christopher Tracy is holed up as he's trying to speak English there? Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. I Potentially. Mean... Right, because when you think of like somebody saying "how do you say" or "how you say," yeah, you're usually referring to like, okay, this isn't my primary language. I have something I want to say to you. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's easier for you to understand if I ask you how to say it in my native language, and then you can say, exactly. "Okay, no, this exactly. is how and you also, say." I wonder you precisely, and even the phrase "I wonder you" after "how you say" is is kind of incomplete, isn't it? You know what it <laughs> means, but actually, it's not something you'd use in day to day conversational English. Yeah, so uh, right, the "how you say" and "I wonder you" are two two lines that uh, by themselves don't make a lot of sense, no. and you're just trying <laughs> to get a feeling for the person singing it, thinking like "I think of you," like "I wonder you," "I think of you." Yeah. Um, that's yeah. one way I think of this. Like, I wonder you meaning like, I wonder about you. I think about you. That's it. Uh, it's, it's about obsession, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, the whole thing is more of a, it's more of a poem and like you say, a mood piece than, uh, than any kind of song. But yeah, I, I'd always read it within the context of, of, you know, him being Christopher Tracy and someone, someone in a, in a bar, in a piano bar in Nice sort of saying that to him. Mm-hmm. breathlessly yeah i dream of you for all time though you are far i wonder you you're on my mind so that just kind of to me reiterates the the idea that this is somebody who's really thinking of this person quite deeply and uh intently and intensely yeah. where it's they've even seeped into their to their dreams day or night dreams um and you're on your mind i so you know, that's just, again, saying, I can't stop thinking about you to the point where I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask how to, to say this in a language maybe that you can understand better. That's how, that's how much I want to get my point across here that that's it. <laughs> I'm a little yeah. bit obsessed right now with you. 
That's it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of obsession and lyrics around that have always been a theme, haven't they? This is just the parade version of that long running Prince Prince thing lyrically. Yeah. I mean, the closest I mean, I, I, we both said earlier that you can't look at any any particularly other phase of Prince's music where where you think it's like parade, but possibly the closest to this particular bit and these kind of lyrics, this kind of almost poem like approach to songwriting is you know um the the, the follow-up film graffiti grit bridge with ingrid chave and her and her poems mm-hmm. have a similar kind of dreamy quality but they're not as cryptic i don't think no they can be but and maybe not in that necessarily that that particular instance in that movie yeah um so yeah i like the idea of it being kind of like a poem and really a mood piece so I think with that, um, I don't know, did you have anything else you wanted to add or bring up about the song or the lyrics, Farouk? No, I think we, given its length, we've done quite well, actually, to cover it <laughs> lyri- lyrically and to an extent musically and placed it in historical context as well. I, I mean, it's apart from Parade being, being one of my favourite Prince albums, and uh, one of the things that makes it really great i think is is not that you pointed two or three killer tracks obviously there are some great tracks on it like mountains and kiss um but it's it's these little snippets that kind of come together and create this something that's greater than the sum of its parts exactly and i think and this is a really important component of that yeah yeah by themselves a song like i wonder you or venus de milo might not be super interesting or you know memorable but yeah yeah, when you throw this in between new position and under the cherry moon it it, it fits perfectly and i i can't imagine those four songs without this in there in the middle of it so uh, it serves its purpose and and yes parade for me personally is is greater than the sum of its parts absolutely taking the individual tracks and assessing them and dissecting them it's fun, but you got to listen to the whole album um, to really to really get it. I think I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I actually think that um, if there was a Prince album that sh- you should have been forced to play as one one track, it should have been Parade before Love Sexy. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yep, at least uh, at least side one for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Farouk, for joining me again. Um, Always a pleasure, you. Jason. Yep. Appreciate you calling in and talking, talking Prince with me. And I wonder you, anything else you wanted to say? Any anything you wanted to tell the audience where to find you or whatnot? Um, not really. I have some random musings at antisocial, anti underscore social on Twitter. But apart from that, just wish everyone a very happy Christmas and holidays. And um, let's hope twenty twenty one is more fun than twenty twenty. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Farug. This has been the Presser Wine Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find that podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found, which is a nice thing about the show. Uh, I've tried to get out there in a, a lot of different avenues for anybody who's listening on their, their mobile devices or computers or what have you in the car. That's a great place, even though I don't drive around that much anymore with uh, <laughs> with COVID restrictions and a pandemic. But Hopefully you guys are finding ways to listen to the show because I do appreciate all of my listeners. And um, also uh, hit me up on the Discord. I'm going to have 
the link to my Press Rewind Discord in the show notes. And it's also you can find it on any of the social media platforms that I'm on, like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Looking for the Press Rewind Pod or Press Rewind Podcast, you'll find me. So thanks again to uh, all of my listeners. Thanks again, Farouk, and happy holidays. Mm-hmm.